welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast, where we go behind the mindset of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz Robles, and I am your life and confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Castillo, your life and business coach. And today we have a topic that you've probably be, have been hearing a lot of buzz around, and you might just be curious about what this process could be like, but we're talking about the great resignation today and what it means and what the process looks like when you make the decision to quit, right? There's the decision and then there's the actual doing and then what happens afterwards and at what point do we give ourselves the permission to do this? And on the show today, we have our Dream Lab partner, Stephanie Guzman Diaz. Stephanie is the one that makes everything look beautiful and run efficiently behind the scenes here at the Dream Lab. And for those of you that don't know, Stephanie is a fo- was a photo producer for Tori, Tori Birch, and she is currently a freelance photo consultant for Kohan, among other fashion brands. Stephanie is part of this great resignation, so we brought her in to chat with her today. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here today. Hi, Stephanie. Like Sabrina mentioned, there's this whole process where most of us sit around and think about it for a couple of years before we decide to go off on our own. And what's happened, especially during this pandemic, is that it's sped up the process for so many people, especially so many women. And I think that the the articles say that it's more amongst Latina women that have engaged in the great resignation, right, Sabrina? Some of that, right, the, the numbers keep changing that. Some of the narrative around that has to do because as Latina women, we tend to be the ones that take on like family um, mm-hmm responsibilities and so forth. Uh, But, you know, I think a lot of this has to do, like you said, with the process of what did it really look like for the pandemic to accelerate this? So Steph, I'm curious to see, I'm sure that at a high level, it sounds cool. Like, oh, you quit your job and now you're doing the same exciting work you were doing and more on your own terms. So overall, like all the headlines could look very, um, glorified but I want I want readers to really understand like that it's not a journey where you're just like go in and and blow everything up and submit like a two-week resignation that there is like a process and most of it is mental and a lot of preparation and planning so when would you say you knew that while you had an exciting career you know Tory Burch is a is a big fashion brand and many people's dreams are to work for big high-end fashion brands But even then, like, what did that process start to look like for you to decide this is cool and it's not for me? Uh, That's such a loaded question. I think Audrey can attest to this. It was years in the making for me specifically. I, you know, love the brand. I have nothing but great things to say about everyone I work with and or worked with back then and the brand itself. But I think like for me, the pandemic opened up a whole new like just way of working for me and I was able to work from home and I was able to kind of build my day around what I needed to do and what I needed to refocus on myself and quite honestly I was burnt out I think a lot of people can can probably relate to that I think through the pandemic everyone we just kind of have to we had to keep working like there was nothing really going on around us and we all just needed to pause 
and I need I needed that pause and um, yeah I took the leap. I have one more question because I'm sure like we'll cover a lot of points, but I could relate because I actually was burnt out. I quit my job in November of 2020. And I didn't realize, I thought burnt out meant like highly stressed and not, and, and being like kind of all over the place. I didn't realize that burnout also included other symptoms such as uninspired, feeling very heavy around very simple tasks that used to feel very easy. And a lot of this is stuff, like you said, I remember when I was asked, about when I quit, I said, I didn't give up on myself or my career. I just gave up on the nine to five traditional work week, right? I still want to work and I still want to make money. So it's, it's like you said, you got to see yourself work in a different light. And that gave you ideas around what you wanted your life to look like. So you quit. And what was that process like? Because I'm sure there's like a mourning period and a lot of doubt. It was terrifying. I, I cried the day because you know I worked there for six years. So it was a big, it was a big chapter in my life. I did a lot of growth there. I found a lot of myself there and it wasn't easy. It wasn't like I woke up one day and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm quitting today. It was a lot of conversations with my husband to make sure we're both on the same page. It was a lot. Thankfully I had a good relationship with my boss at the time. And it was a lot of real conversations with her, what my growth looked like there. And we, you know, again, love the brand, love everyone I work with, but it wasn't aligned to what I wanted to my life to look like in the next five years. You know, I wanted to have a little more freedom. I wanted to, you know, have a little more say of what my income was. I wanted to just, you know, there's, a, there's other things that play in my life that I just didn't have time for. You know, like a lot of us, I'm sure have mom, you know, family members that we need to take care of and, and all that. So it, it was scary. It was, you know, it was months of conversation. It was, yeah, it wasn't one day to the next at all. And it, I did more and I did, there was crying. I was crying when I, when I spoke to my boss and I, and I put my notice in, I cried. I'm still getting like a little emotional thinking about it, but yeah, my resignation wasn't even, it wasn't a two week resignation. It was, Hey, I'm here. You know, production is very different. So if you need two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months. So I actually put in a month and a half notice so that we had enough time to like close up all my projects and, you know, do it the right way. I want to say that for those of you that don't know, Stephanie is actually my sister-in-law. <laughs> so I got to see a lot of this burnout. Oh, yeah. You know, it, she and I used to spend a lot of time together. And then I would say to my brother, Jonathan, like, I haven't seen Stephanie in a while. He's like, I haven't seen her either. <laughs> <laughs> because like you, you built this amazing career and you're so, so talented. So it makes sense to most people on the outside, like, well, why would you leave a job like that? Like, that's everybody's dream. So I love that you said that there is a mourning period and that you get emotional about it because sometimes, and this is very important, guys, just because something is the right decision in your life does not mean that it's going to be easy to make, that it's going to feel good, and that you're not going to mourn your past that mourning period is very important, but you can still mourn, still be sad and know that where you're headed is good for you. Because one of the things that we talk here about the podcast is that we want the whole woman to be thriving. And yeah, like you were doing, or still are doing amazing and so talented and have this very prestigious job. 
but the other areas of your life were suffering Um, and it was no longer bringing you joy yeah yeah I mean you saw it every day I feel like I would talk to you every week about the things that I felt like were I wasn't able to focus on and I kept feeling like I was dropping the ball at home or you know so but at the end of the day I think I feel like I'm being really negative about it. It was a great decision. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't change it at all. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think you're being negative. I think it's necessary to talk about it because we get stuck when we think like, well, if I'm sad about this right now, it must mean that maybe it's not a good idea. And it's just yeah. part of the process. Yeah. And that's why I asked with like the really heavy stuff right off front, because there's always this mourning period and you were there for six years. I worked at my job for eight years and there was a, there was an identity there. Right. And when I'm sure when you first got this role there, it was a dream. And I think that we get stuck on, but that was my dream. And now what? And one of the things I realized is we actually get to live multiple dreams and we just have to get comfortable with the fact that there is a start and an end to one sometimes And it's not because you're giving up on one. It's just that it starts to evolve. And we need to give space to those dreams to grow, right? So that we could see what else is possible. Um, So I have another question around not being negative. But I think ultimately this episode is going to help people really self-reflect. So you had conversations with your husband. And I'm sure that those go one way because there's a lot of things to consider as I had to go through. But I'm just curious to see how you navigated what potentially maybe like friends or colleagues or parents or people are like, are you sure? Did you receive any comments that in in the moment I know are coming from love, but and, and how did you kind of set boundaries around your decision, especially once you and your husband had like really agreed like, yeah, this is good for us and we're, we're okay. Yeah, 100%. I think. You know, I come from a very traditional Latina household or is like, you have to have a plan for everything. You know, So I had multiple conversations with a lot of people I look up to in my life, one of them being my dad. And he's very pragmatic. So everything I needed to have, you know, I, do you have a plan? Do you have a savings? And yeah, while I did have a savings and while I did feel like I thought it through, it was, like I said, a year or two in the making where I was thinking about what the future looked like. How did I, what do I, you know, what do I build? What do I want to do? As much as I love what I'm doing, I, I don't, it's not sustainable to what I feel like the next five years of my life is going to want, what I want it to look like. Um, so towards the last like three months, I just kind of have to shut everyone out and just, it was me and my husband and a lot of just me looking, you know, doing a lot of introspective work and the boundary was I just wasn't talking to anyone about it. No one knew. I think even Audrey, you were surprised when I told you. Like, I think I had been months in the making and you were like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And I, when yeah, I told yeah. you, they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they were really numbers. And I just want to add for any women that are listening to this and thinking like, oh, but, you know, I have so many resp- financial responsibilities to just, you know, quit such a lucrative job. You guys just bought a house. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will add that that my decision was made with the, while we were going through the whole buying a house process, we had already known that this is what it was going to look like for me, that I needed to leave, that this is what the next three, you know, five years was going to look like. And I, I said, you know, I, I don't, I, I thought it through, I will say I thought it through and we did it responsibly and I did have a cushion and 
I did all the right things, I think, on that side, but it was still scary. It was, I didn't, you know, I didn't really have a plan of what the next year was going to look like work-wise. What I love about that is that I know you've shared, you've done a lot of personal work, right? And a lot of personal growth. And not only do you see Audrey a lot, so I'm sure you get a lot from her, but just generally speaking, like we've had a lot of moments where you've shared some of your growth process. And what I like about that is that what I've noticed now, like whenever I do take a leap into something, I I really learned that like, oh, I trust myself that I know how to make money. Like I'm good at certain things. There's value in that. There's a skill. And I just have to show up and know how to leverage those skills, right? Specifically, we're talking about if you've had anywhere about five or plus years of experience in an industry, there's a lot of skill there. And I think that we think the only way sometimes that that skill can be monetized is if someone's employing us to do it. But there's so much that goes into the fact that we actually get to create trust in ourselves to make our own money. And to that, going going back to what the boundaries I created around me, and I feel like it ties into what you just said, I started to surround myself with a lot of people who I, who I look up to and who were doing what I wanted to do where they were freelancing, where they're, you know, consulting, where they were creating the life that they wanted to live and they weren't working this traditional nine to five as, as much as I respect that. And I think a lot of people love that, you know, way of working. It just wasn't what I wanted. And I just asked them a lot of questions and I was, I was very fearful. I didn't know what it looked like. And they just kept saying, just take the leap and you'll figure it out. It's out there. You know, just do it. There's, it's, if you really want it, you'll make it work you'll figure it out. Work is there. You have a lot of value to give. And it's true what you're saying. It's we really underestimate how much we're capable of when we kind of like Tony Robbins says that if you want to take the island, you have to burn the boats. So there's no other option and you just make it happen. So we underestimate how powerful we are when we close another door and try to look forward. And Sabrina is very, Sabrina make, well, actually, no, we're pretty similar. I am the type of person that I just wing things. So I'm hearing you and I know you and Jonathan made a lot of plans and it took, it wasn't an overnight thing. It took time. I'm the type of person to just wing things and then figure them out. And I think it's so important because we have this one life and there's so many things that we want to do with it. And when you're constantly just living in a state in which you feel like you're dying because I've been in there. When I left corporate, I felt like I was dying, like Sunday scaries every week. And I was really good at my job. I was director of marketing where I worked and I was bringing in all these clients and it was the same kind of thing where it's like such a great job. Why would you leave that? But there's so much more to life than just your job. Yeah. And I want to share with people like what you just said, Being good at your job is one thing, right? But when you show up and you're good at it and you still feel like there's something more, that's when you really have to like question yourself because all I was good at my job. I'm sure I know Steph was really good at her job. I mean, if you've been to any Dream Lab event and you love the experience and what it looks like, Audrey and I are just as surprised as you because we literally just show up. <laughs> like all the all the stress on what it's going to look like is all on Steph and she does such a beautiful job of executing. But I think what you just said, Audrey, I want to give Audrey some credit here because she always says that I just wing it. Guys, the reason why Audrey is able to just wing it is because she has an enormous 
amount of trust in her discipline. And she knows that her power, right? And that has a lot to do with it. So if you just decide to burn the the um burn the boat the boats and you believe you can't swim, you will sink, right? So I want to also have that like as a thing there, which leads me to my next question, Steph. Like what has surprised you the most about your own personal power? I was just going to say I I've kind of freaked out internally when you said wing it because I Personally, I, I'm still on a growth journey where I don't think I believe in everything I'm doing all the time. And I definitely have to have those you know, talk in the mirror moments and, and make sure that I put my mind back into that mentality of just figure it out. You're gonna, you're, you'll are you're be fine and you're not going to sink. Um, I think what's been the most surprising for me is, is that, is having, I didn't think I had that mentality of I'm going to be, or no, I think what most surprised me was I didn't think I really believed in myself that much. But taking that leap of faith, I think, proved to myself that you're you do have it. You will be fine. And it, it'll all work itself out as long as you wake up every day and do the work. I didn't think I had that discipline. That was always my biggest thing and working on my discipline. And, and I have it. I do have that. It's just about waking up every day and doing that. And that answer your question. I don't know. I feel like I kind of talked in a circle there. I think it's a scary. And then when we see that we're doing it, then we're like, oh, wow, I can. Exactly. And Steph, like we just spent 10 days in DR and I, and you asked me, how are your clients? And I'm like, well, you know, my clients know I'm away, so I'm not taking calls. And I asked you, how about you and your, your clients? And you said, well, you know, I just decided to take the month off and like kudos to you that you quit one amazing job, but are building this life for yourself where you're able to take this time off. So to the women listening, this is possible. The only reason you're not doing it and you're feeling the inkling in your heart that that's the kind of life you want, the only reason you're not doing it is because A, you don't have a coach, B, you don't believe you can yet. And I want to add to that. I think what helped me make that leap was, again, I was doing a lot of introspective work and doing a lot of journaling and trying to figure out what I wanted my life to look like. And I, I hadn't figured it out when I put in my right, when I, when, I, when I resigned from work, I hadn't figured that out, but I was doing a lot of work and listening to podcasts. And this one sentence really hit home for me that I want to share. It was, it said, you know, sometimes you have to go into neutral in order to get to green because mm. I put so much of my value in what I do every day and my, and my career and bringing something to the table in my, in my marriage and, you know, all, and my friendships and all of that, but that I was so scared to stop because it was, what was my value going to look like? What was I going to bring to the table? Would I be able to create something after this? But sometimes you really have to go in neutral, close that door in order to go back into green and figure out what the next step is going to look like. To your point, burn those bridges, burn those boats. (laughs) Not the bridges, burn the boats. Yeah, burn the boats. I like that because it really shows that you believe in in your value and in the worth, right? But I I really want people to know, like, there are levels of growth, right? There is like, if you work one on one with a coach, if you if if you have like some sort of course that you do, there's all these things that we look for. But what Steph just described is exactly how it starts. It just starts by asking yourself, what do you want? Writing about it, like really facing those fears between what you want and where you are and not being afraid of that gap and just asking those questions. Like if you do anything today is really asking yourself, what do you want? And being really, really honest with yourself, right? You're not going to share it with anybody. 
because you're scared of what they're going to think. But when you're scared about what you're going to think about what you're going to write on paper, that's really when you have to push yourself to ask yourself like what it is that you really want. So I think that sharing that is super important because you talk about your introspective work. So what does that look like? Just so that we can get like a bird's eye view. Um, For me, it's, for me, I feel like I'm working on unraveling what the last six years of my life looked like, where I feel like I was very tightly wound and I was on this schedule that wasn't mine, um, very type A, and I wasn't able to fit in anything that was for me. So basically now what I do, I wake up in the morning, I work out, I go to church at nine, I come home, I journal a little bit, and then I log in for work. So my my introspective work was really just journaling, meditating, prayer, working out, just going back to me, going, you know, doing things that make me happy, buying flowers, making a little flower arrangement, think, doing things that bring spark my joy. I love that. And you're glowing. I told you that when I like after you had like a month that you quit and I saw you, I'm like, you are glowing. You did say that. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I feel like. I had to let go of that weight. Yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, you, you talked about what it took for you to make that decision, but something that I think also helps where you, you were looking back, but Tony Robbins calls this the Dickens method. If you look five, 10 years in the future and you don't make that leap, what does your life look like? Like how bad would you have, your anxiety have been? Your stress levels have been the relationships around you if you continued at the pace that you were going. And that's a cost that most women do not look at. That was a big thing for me of what the next, like I keep saying the next five years and I feel like my anxiety was through the roof. And I still feel like when I go back to saying I'm unraveling, I feel like I'm I'm trying to rework, rewire my brain to not have all of these wound up emotions. Yeah, I have, I have like this, really deep urge to go into coaching you right now but I'm not going to do that (laughs) I have so many questions in my head for you book a call (laughs) yeah (laughs) um I love that you just said that of how it's really unwinding you because I I just talked about this and I posted about this five years ahead right and for some reason we were taught that you could think about what you want in five years and that it's going to take five years to plan. But you saw a vision for yourself in five years and you took action today, even though the path isn't fully paved, right? Yeah. And I, and I don't you, even know what that five years looks like. I just know that, it, you know what I mean? Like, Right. But just take of that, that perspective, right? Like you don't know what five years look like. And today you're already living the life that you want to live and you're already happier versus not living a happy life and knowing exactly what you want in five years because it's how most people live right i know what i want in five years but i can't have that today and i just want people to know that you get to have what you want today you might not be clear of what that's going to look like in five years but you're certainly going to blow your mind much more if you take action today so if you have to really kind of wrap all this up what are like two things that you think really put you on this path to make the decisions and take the courage to make these like if you had to share your wisdom of the past you know six months to a year with somebody who's maybe where you were a year ago like what would you say to them um 
I will say, I, I don't be afraid of change and what you want today can change tomorrow. And if you don't try it, you'll never know. I think for me, my biggest thing was I thought my life was supposed to look a certain way and I needed to do that nine to five and I needed to get married and have kids, buy a house. I needed to do all these things the way that society had taught me to do it. But if they're not fulfilling you and they're not making you happy, it's okay to try something else. And then if you figure you don't like that, try something else and you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. And it seems scary, but if you don't, you know, life is meant to come out of your comfort zone and, and do things that scare you. I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. It's, you're, you know, it's, it's not worth it if in five years you look back and you stuck to something because it felt safe. Mm. You can always go back to that. That's important. That's really important. And now you're part of the great resignation. I know. <laughs> History, inspiring women, leading the way. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Steph. I think that this was like a really important conversation because I think a lot of women are struggling with what's next. And I know that some have even leaped into their side hustles and they're still deeply tied to their identities of their nine to five and how they're making money. And I know that a lot of people are really struggling because I hear it, right? Women come to me and they come to Audrey and they really share this deep internal struggle. And I think conversations like this really helps people move forward. Absolutely. And I, th and I do want to say, you know, it's whatever you choose, just, you know, make sure that it's, it speaks to you. And if that is, you know, I, you know, I, lot, I know a lot of people who love corporate and I, that's great. And I know a lot of people who love to be entrepreneurs and that's beautiful too. So whatever speaks to you, you know, follow that path. Amen. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you guys. You need to come on more often because you are a gem. Yeah, thank you. All right. Have a happy Friday, everyone. Bye. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Bye.